Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, the editor of Hammy End, and back by popular demand is the doyen of football writing, Paddy Barkley, um, to discuss really uh, almost like a half-term report on the mm. first couple of months of Fulham's season, which was in danger mm. of being really demoralising this discussion, Paddy. Um, yes. Your Saturday's win over Sheffield United. First of all, how are you, mate? I'm very well indeed, thanks. And 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 I hope you're well. And uh, none, certainly none the worse uh, for what we saw uh, against Sheffield United. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Chris Basham's injury. Um, Let's do that now, mate. Yeah, horrible, right? horrible injury. Yes, a, hor- a horrible injury. I mean, I uh, sit in the um, Haynes Section C upper and uh, unfortunately, we had a a good view of what happened. And I mean, the, the Tim Ream. The first thing we were asking was, did, did Tim Ream tackle him? Because Tim was going across the cover, and um, and 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 I haven't seen it again, and I don't want to. But it 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 was just it appears to be a very unlucky fall, and um, and obviously tragic. Um, all sorts of thoughts go through your mind. I mean, I, I, obviously the Fulham fans were were as upset as uh, as as the, well. The Sheffield United ones were, of course, a hundred yards away, so they probably weren't aware of the severity of it. But certainly the Hammy end was aghast, uh, as indeed were the people in the my end of the Haynes, and um, it was at least something that he had. How we felt about it, um, and 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 made what was a very brave um, thumbs up gesture um, to the fans as he was carried out. But um, I just hope. I mean, at the time of speaking, we don't know quite. Um, you know, there's always a, a period of time when that when they assess an injury as bad as that. And um, well, we just hope that by by the time everybody's heard this, we hear good news and that. Uh, although probably at the age of 35, his career is behind him, uh, that um, at least there will be no more debilitating effect on him than that. Yeah, it sounds silly to say it, but that apart, it was, um, it became, once the shock had worn off and the game went on, and I must actually praise the players of both sides for uh, the fact that they were, you know, people liked him, Reem and, and uh, Diop and, and and one or two others who unfortunately had a, a, also had a very good view of what happened. Uh, it was tribute to their professionalism that they um, continued and played on and gave 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 us a very uh, what turned out to be a very good afternoon's entertainment. Um, the second half was Fulham was Marco Marco Ball, if you like. I don't know what you call it. The kind of football, Dan, that we've become accustomed to under this manager. Uh, and the second half was full of it, arrogance, uh, almost, you know, but, but you know, zip about the play, you know, one touch. Um, and the one touch is coming off, which they haven't been so far in many games this season. Um, but, you know, I, I, and at times I've, I don't know about you, I've felt, look, stop playing the clever stuff. Stop trying to, stop trying to play like Manchester City and just get on with it, you know. Um, and the persistence in the, in the style of football that we've become used to under Marco Silva, uh, was proved uh, justified. And uh, the second half 
was uh, was a thing of beauty. Um, uh, I'd like to single out. I was pleased that Willian got a goal because he's he obviously feels he's overdue one. He's taken a few shots, hasn't he? Um, but uh, Tom Kearney's goal was just sheer magic. I, unlucky, the goalkeeper was at Fodringham was unlucky. Of course he was. Um, and it was. It, it, I, I see the Premier League's wisdom as credited the, the goal to Fodringham, but to me that that's Kearney's genius. You know that created that. The, the, the the way the ball moved in the air, I mean, oh, just just fantastic. And it was only thirty five yards out, wasn't it? Um, it wasn't. He didn't have a lot of. I couldn't believe it wasn't going to go into the hammy end. The way it absolute did. genius, the genius of Tom Kearney. Sorry, it was. It was. Ain't, to, no, ain't nobody like Tom Kearney, you know. We used to the Barclays stream of consciousness, and you you you, you went there. Um, yeah. The genius of of Tom Kearney was clearly to strike the ball with his left foot. Onto his standing foot. That's yeah. what created the loop. <laughs> he meant it all along. And he oh, took yeah. the that he actually shushes William in celebration because Williams told him you didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, of course he meant it. Um, he does that in, I bet he does that in training every day. It makes a change from his car windscreen being smashed by other shots in, in training. Is that, so? Is that by, so? Well, Mitrovic did it and then. Uh, uh, Vinicius did it. Uh, oh, so really? He has to pay out a lot of money. So he's been more infuriated oh, well, uh, than months that they seem to target his parking spot. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think uh, Mitrovic would have done it on purpose, probably. But he did. Oh, we certainly <laughs> did. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's that's an interesting little segue to to talk about mm. uh, to the the two players that that you've just spoken about. So William has had a rather slow. Burn start to the season, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I heard Danny Murphy speaking on Match of the Day about him attending the the game against our neighbours who shall not be named. Um, mm. Turned into a bit of an exhibition match, mm. uh, and Danny was suggesting that some people were criticising Williams' performance. Um, yeah. but he, he's undoubtedly class, and yes. saw the full gamut of his uh, range of skills and. Maybe Wes Fotheringham, who actually started his career at Fulham, um, probably feels like he should have saved that that shot yeah. stoppage time. Yeah. But it was just so. for a, a one. <clears throat> yes, I think William did have a great performance. He had a shot that was on target in the first half, actually, which uh, was blocked by a defender. But uh, uh, no, he, he he clearly feels he's due a goal and and. Uh, yes, Fodringham should have saved it, but I mean, in, in the goalkeeper's defence, it, it it came very quickly between two defenders. If if you look at it, he was he was partially unsighted. If you get a hand to it, you should stop it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best shot Williams ever hit, um, but I suppose when you hit him when you hit them early, you've got more chance. And and he he did on that occasion. Um, and my word, I'm sure you shared my sense. Of relief, you know uh, that uh, that third goal going in, it was just, you know, we can. I said to the lad who I stand next to, uh, he, he said, "I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried." And then that goal went in. I said, "You can enjoy the last eight minutes now." He says, "I will, I will." Yeah, um, but yeah, and we uh, do make it hard for ourselves, don't we? Only foot can see an equaliser quite like that. We've had Kenny Tete running off the field to change his boots. And conceding a goal, I've yeah. never quite seen a confluence of events 
like that in all my years of watching football, where nope. De York gets a bad, very bad injury, um, doesn't isn't as isn't able to kick the ball out, and then in an act of extraordinary generosity, uh, Anthony Robinson decides to finish it off. I know he didn't mean yeah. to, um, <laughs> but it is a rather Fulhamish. Um, yeah, I mean, I I felt first the table. Yeah, first first of all, the Diop um, incident. Um, I felt I don't feel that Sheffield United should have stopped playing. I don't. I would have expected us to keep playing in a situation like that. We didn't know. It, I presume it's a hamstring. Um, it looked at, at the time. It was quite. It looked as if it might have been cramped. Um, it 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 wasn't a serious injury. Um, of course, you would have stopped play after um, Chris Basham's in, injury, but we're not but talking he kicked, about the same. What about that? Was Basham sliced his clear his cross and it went out? We've moved yes. on. You know, Sheffield United are more inclined than most, if you take the historical view, to play on yes. in such a situation. Given what happened yes. in the FA Cup tie at Highbury, many many. <laughs> you've got many you've got a. You, You've um, got a long, a long memory, yes. Uh, um, but, that, the days but, of us sort of agreeing to stop play in the Premier League where sort of money rules all and points are precious, you know, yeah. you almost have to have a very serious injury for the teams to decide that we're not going to play. I, 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 I think so. I felt that they were right to, to, to carry on. Uh, what happened after that, um, I think if... I, I'm, I may be wrong. I think Anthony Robinson had no choice but to use his right foot. And you know how much Anthony likes using his right foot. Um, <laughs> so, uncanny. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, Anthony spends half his afternoon trying to align his body so that you can use his left. He used his right one other time, I think, in the whole game. Uh, I watched this. I thought he had an excellent game, by the way. Um, and it was I, I, it, actually while we're talking about fullbacks, uh, Robinson was certainly, our, in my opinion, our best player in the first half. And then in the second half, did you notice that um, they maybe Sheffield adjusted to to try and pin Robinson back? So Tim Castagna goes forward and becomes our outside right for the whole for most of the second half, and 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 a very very good outside right he made too. So um, I thought that was a great feature of our play, the way at least one fullback uh, pushed on, I was going to say into midfield, but probably into attack at times, um, was a really good feature of the play. Um, but yeah, I, he did, I mean, it was at the far end from me, but presumably he did try and hike it out with his right foot, did he? He did, and, um, uh, but he had Ollie McBurney right behind him. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he'd no, he'd no alternative but to make contact. Yeah, and it also gets deflected as it comes through to him as well. Off, yes, Hubble, yes. Who I thought had a very good game, Jaden Bogle for, for for Sheffield United. Um, yes, I felt they were a little unfortunate in the manner of the goal that they then conceded, and having had yes. to put up with the having had to regather themselves. They've got a terrible injury crisis, yeah. and I really like Paul Heckenbottom as a as a manager, and I hope they do stick with him. Um, yes. But, you know, managers don't get the time they they deserve in in, in modern football. I no. wonder if we might move it on slightly to get some general impressions of the season from you, Paddy. Because yeah. in the 
before this game, I was very concerned where the goals were going to come from. Uh, and it, indeed, it felt like we were going to miss all manner of chances until Michael yes. Dover Reed. You know, I find him to be very reliable in all senses. Yes. He showed everyone how to finish. But it has been the story of our season. We played some wonderful stuff at times. Mm. We yes. haven't been able to put the ball in the onion bag. No, and when, when I saw Decker Dover Reed on the end of that magnificent pass of the season, I think, was it Barrera? Barrera, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What a ball that was. But uh, um, when I saw who was on the end of it, I I was reassured um, because we don't have finishers. Uh, Carlos Vinicius, in my opinion, isn't the finisher, uh, isn't the natural finisher. My The guy who stands on the other side of me, um, you know, said, you, you know, said at last we've got a centre forward. He's not a great admirer of Raul Jimenez. But uh, the, I don't think Carlos Vinicius is a finisher in the Mitrovic sense, I mean, at all. Uh, however, Dikodova Reed is, if, if he, you, you put him, you give him a one-on-one and he'll, he'll score probably. So that was a, that was a huge relief. Um, should, should Bobby Reed be our number nine? What do you think? I think, uh, well, but Bobby didn't necessarily enjoy playing centre forward. He was sort of forced no. into it by Lee Johnson at Bristol City, and he scored yeah. twenty-one yeah. goals. He so, did very well, yeah. So maybe yeah. he should. Um, but I, I think we kind of have to find a way to get Bobby in our best eleven because he's yes. so consistent. He offers yes. defensive stability and um, a bit of flair as well. Definitely, I, I, th- I thought he probably produced the best trick of the day. Um, in that turn, you know, I mean, it, 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 it was great to see him in good form. He is a player that uh, I think the entire crowd loves um, for the reasons that you outline, that he's a, a proper team man, a, a good professional. Um, and, and and as you say, not short of flair. And if he gets in the in the areas, he, he's got got, you know, double figure goals in him. Uh, and if he gets the games, of course. Mm. Um, so that that was a plus. I mean, there were lots of lots of pluses on 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 the day. Um, uh, I mean, and the problem is going to be scoring scoring the goals frequently enough. Because if we don't have, and I remember we spoke just after we'd signed Raúl Jiménez, and I don't mm. think Mitro had departed um, by by, yeah. by the time of our last conversation. Yes, um, but Mitrovic scored fifteen goals last season. I'm worried that we won't get 15 goals from a combination of Moniz, uh, Vinicius, who actually did brilliantly for the goal in holding it up and flicking it around the corner. We shouldn't oh, yeah. underestimate that. But we, we yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's, he's, he's lead leading the line wasn't bad, actually, I thought. Um, in fact, it's been, it's been good in the last couple of games. And, and given that one of the Sheffield United centre-halves seemed to hold his shirt for the entire match. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. Um, but, my, my, you know, I'm an admirer of Raul Jimenez. I really am. But there needs mm. to be some patience, given yeah. that the system is still set up for a hulking great hold-up forward. And yes. Jimenez needs runners in behind him and pace yes. around him that, that the team hasn't had. So yes. we can't go and purchase another centre-forward until January. 
it yeah. seems like a bit of optimism to expect those three to to score as many goals as Mitrovic did. So you mm. almost have to set the team up differently. And you've got lots of new combinations. I wanted to ask you about your early impressions of Alex Awobi, who I thought has added some real dynamism and drive in that mm. central area. Um, yes. And, and, you know, every time he's come on, he's looked bright. Uh, but I, I thought he really made a difference in his first start against mm. I I would definitely um, endorse that. I, I when he's when we signed him, uh, I was I wasn't excited. Um, but you're uh, I think. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, however, um, it, it, on the early evidence of of his appearances so far, uh, it looks like uh, that's another one I've got wrong because he. Um, I must say he's brought us an element of directness, uh, which which I which I like and which I think has added to the mix. Um, uh, an element of uh, you know forward, uh, you know going forward. I mean, our style is to to keep possession, to page, to be patient, to switch, to to uh, to wait for for space, um, and and knock it into space. We, you know, we we do that, and we when we do it properly, we do it very very well. He gives uh, a little bit of variety, a little bit of early. You know, he'll hit the he'll hit the ball early. Uh, he'll take a chance in the final third, and I think he's brought something to the team. I, I, and I've been impressed with his work rate, um, and uh, it definitely so far so good. And I thought his first start was, as, as you rightly say, fully justified. Um, and you know m- more of the same, please. Yeah. And I, what it seems like, without those goals being guaranteed, you're obviously going to have to share them around the side. It puts mm. more emphasis on the defence being solid. And Certainly does. Yeah. Team man and- in that regard at the moment, who's just been recalled to the German national team squad today, is obviously mm. Bernd Leno, who is, in my view. Uh, so far, the player of the season. It's unquestionable. You know, it seems like an absolute steal that we sneaked him away from, from Arsenal uh, because every well, the, the, side needs a, needs a really good goalkeeper. Exactly. And when, you know, when, when we come to assess, you know, Marco Silva's, so the signings under Marco Silva, um, it, he'll be... He'll be very, you know, he'll always be right at the forefront of everybody's mind as one of the best. And there have been a few good ones. But, uh, yeah, I can't see what's wrong with him. I, I, I can't see what's wrong with him. He's so consistent. Okay, they're quiet. He had a day, almost a day off um, on Saturday, true. And, and I have to say, that setting the injury uh, apart, um, if that's anything like, all Sheffield United have got to offer. They're going down. Um, but uh, they're pro- probably, I would say, they're the poorest team I've seen in the Premier League at Craven Cottage. We um, had the Luton game. I was in, interested. Yeah. In- yeah, I thought Luton would be the worst. I thought Luton would be the worst. I didn't think there could be a team worse than Luton, but I, we saw one on Saturday. And I, I'm sorry to say that, you know, it, it, because there were special circumstances. And, and you know, that was probably, you know, it, it was bound to affect them. Um, 
but uh, they were very, very poor. That said, you can only beat what's in front of you, and the Fulham second half performance was 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 superb. It was a joy. It was a it was drool worthy. You know, um, it was it was what we thought had fallen apart in the summer. It was what we feared, should I say? It was what at the back of our minds we feared had fallen apart during the summer for one reason, one you know I don't know what reason. Um, but it struck me, you know, and you you say let's. Let's analyze the season as a whole. R- up setting Saturday apart, I felt that there was something missing that couldn't wholly be ascribed to the forced sale of Mitrovic. Obviously, that's a big factor. Um, you know, and we're adding up, we're seeing where we can get a few goals from, try and <clears throat> compensate for it. But I think there's been something else wrong. And it it may well well be. It, that just sometimes the rhythm is missing, and 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 we rely on rhythm because we we have a, because of the, the style of the possessive style that we play, um, and it, if if we if we continue to play, I, I I was using the R word until Saturday, I really was. Um, I'm not saying we were going to be, but I was saying that we 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 were about to be dragged into it, and I feel if we'd lost to Sheffield United, or even in those circumstances, dropped two points to Sheffield United, we would still be in danger. But <clears throat> I, I think now, watching the rhythm that built up, in, particularly in the second half, um, I feel if we play like that in more games than not, uh, we, won't have, we won't go down at all. But the, the yardstick of our, our season, and I'm interested in your perspective, really. Mm. Managers always say, oh, well, I don't pay attention to the league table this early. They might be lying. Um, I, I don't know. Managers seem to get fired much more early in the season yeah. Than, yeah. than they used to. Um, so maybe they should pay a bit more attention um, to the table. Um, but I, I do think the yardstick of our season is going to be the next sort of Four, four matches after the international break. Yeah. I'm interested. It does amuse me that the commentators say Ange Postecoglou's team are unbeaten. Well, I, I was there when they lost a game, admittedly on a penalty shootout. Um, yeah. Seems to have been forgotten about. Uh, Tottenham will be a tough challenge. Brighton will be a really tough challenge away. You've got Manchester United, and goodness only knows what type of Manchester United side will show up. And then Aston mm. away, like mm. how many points are we realistically going to amass from those four fixtures? I, I, I was I was looking at those four games, you know, on on Saturday morning before I went to the the Sheffield United game, and I was thinking, oh, we really have got to win today because, uh, yeah, take them take them one at a time. Now, uh, I mean, obviously, it looks a lot better now. Um, even the first one, which on the face of it's the most difficult away to Tottenham. Do you know, we frustrated our teams. We started off with Everton in the opening day. I mean, looking at the stats for that game, Everton must have been furious. I didn't see the game. But uh, looking at the stats, we, we stole it. Oh, we so, definitely did. That's a, you know, call in the Metropolitan <laughs> Police, the... the... Yeah. The the Merseyside Constabulary, any of the ones you want, there's a one of the biggest robberies going. <laughs> and so, but 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 we've we've not by and large we've 
we've not been we've been a little bit you know we've frustrated teams a couple of teams away from home so I wouldn't write off the Tottenham one then uh, after that we've got Brighton away on the face of it um, uh, you know a horrible game uh, a game that you, you 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 need your tin helmet on for but they did get a battering the other day I can't remember who beat them but uh, was it um, Aston Villa Aston Villa. Now, yeah, that's that's the downside. We've got to play Villa as in this quartet of games as well. And Villa are probably one of the three form teams in the Premier League at the moment. So, I mean, they're, but they're, but there again, we, we're not bad away from home, and uh, uh, I think I think that, that that Saturday will have given the team a lot of confidence. I'm not, I don't know how many. How many points would you say we can get out of those four games? Well, I'm looking at it. I, I, I think the same as you in terms mm. of Tottenham. I, I think Tottenham are vulnerable defensively, um, yes. certainly. And I, I think this silver side is better set up to play away from home than at yeah. home. Um, yeah. and we'll create some chances on the counter-attack. It kind of depends whether we have any fit centre-halves. Um for, for for that game as to yeah. how long we'll be in it if Postacoglu's Tottenham, you know, come out all guns blazing. But, yeah. you know, the optimistic part of me thinks you can get a point from the white half of North London, just like we did um, yeah. at the Emirates, very memorable. <clears throat> yeah. um, Brighton, I remember, we did get a caning at um, the Amex last year and snuck a... Uh, a one nil win that was every bit as egregious as the one we've just talked about at Goodison Park <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last season. So uh, then we have a nice little jaunt to Portman Road in the League Cup, which won't be easy um, no. either. You know, the banker, as scandalous as this seems to say, is Manchester United at home. You yeah. know, I would feel yeah. I'm very confident about giving a good performance against Manchester United because we put two in last time yeah. and we probably deserved to get 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 the rub of the green there. Um, yes. And talk to me, you, you've watched a lot of Manchester United. Talk to me about what on earth, you know, do we, Scott McTominay, goal scorer extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, where where is Eric Ten Hag in his evolution of... of well, the- I... You know that 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 was that was a huge win they had at the weekend. Uh, late goal, you know, echoes of the Ferguson era. You know, the spirit is back. <clears throat> I'm not sure of that. Um, I think that they've put in too many uh, mundane performances this season. Uh, like you, I think we should go into the Manchester United game with hope. Um, of course, they've got dangerous players. Uh, of course, we have a defensive mini crisis. I suppose. I mean, how long will Diop be out? Well, so we're not quite sure. So I thought it was a hamstring, like you. But Silver, in his post-match press conference, said that Diop felt a crack in his foot, and it's not very good. And that's all. Yeah, we know. That, that would be a metatarsal or something, and that yeah, could I mean, be that could take a anything long... up. Yeah, that that eight weeks. You know, would not be. Tosin is out for at least six weeks, so yeah. that leaves only Calvin Bassey or Luke de Fougerolles, who's just been called up by Canada's senior team. We've seen yeah. quite a bit of Luke in the preseason. You like him? I, I really do. 
Um, but he can play in any of the defensive positions, but it's mm. a hell of a baptism of fire for him. He's right-footed. The problem mm. with playing Bassi and Ream is Bassi is very left-footed. Um, but yeah. he, he looks quite good, again, in, in the yes. limited viewing that we had. And he's certainly yeah. very eager to bring the ball. You can see why we why we signed him. Yeah. But you're a bit short on, on, on centre-backs. I wanted to and try... We don't, and we don't... I mean, as far as I know, we don't... We don't have a midfield player who can slot in in central defence, you know. Oh, so Pellini has uh, been doing it for Portugal. But well, Pellini, yes, can. But I mean, he's so vital to us in the in the midfield. Um, uh, it, yeah, I would was... suggest that the fact that he does it for Roberto Martinez says more about Roberto Martinez' tactical acumen than it does about his, uh, you know, Jao's ability as a centre half. I'm not, you know, mm. I. I he he protect him at all costs and put him in central midfield. Yeah, um, he's so vital to the team. Yeah, I mean, just put him there. The fact that he signed a new contract is extraordinary. Um, mm. The balance of that midfield, I'll, I'll just try you on before we before we finish. You're a huge admirer of Tom Kearney. Um, I'd like to see him have more game time. Um, mm. He certainly should have more than two Scotland caps. Um, Ridiculous. But- he yeah, have, he should have more than fifty-two. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I think that's a whole other podcast. Although um, we we won't talk about the most recent Scottish international, but the no. the the the, uh, the form leading up to that was very impressive from from Steve Clark, who very nearly once took the Fulham job. Um, the balance yeah. of the midfield, Paddy. Um, so Luke Harris is likely to make his Welsh senior debut on Wednesday night against Gibraltar, yeah. pretty much inked in by Rob Page this morning. He, yeah. He's a little bit um, a little bit raw, but has plenty of talent. Played really well at Manchester City. You've obviously got a Wobi. We don't need to talk too much about Harrison Reed, given how, how good he's been. Mm. Um, and you've got Sasalukic to, to come back. Suddenly it looks like we've got plenty of options. Yes, well, you, you know it's quite interesting because you, the, the players that you're reeling off there—they're just—they're all completely different from each other, which is good in terms of balance. Um, I thought uh, watching uh, Harrison Reed in the second half uh, uh, against Sheffield United, there was a player enjoying his football again. He never gives you—he never shortchanges you. I mean, he's always—he's always terrific. I mean, even if he has a bad game, he has a good game. Um, for me, but uh, but I I just felt he was a little, little bit of spring in the step again, a little bit of enjoyment, a bit of relish, um, a bit of no, I wouldn't say impudence because he, he's not that kind of player, but yeah, just a little bit of a sense of fun about him, and that was great to see because uh, you know when 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 a player like that is is on his game and enjoying it, it's it's great for the team. But yeah, a balance. Paulinho lets. I mean, obviously, Paulinho is the linchpin of it all. And what did he get that booking for? Why? Oh, oh well, I I thought that young referee only his second, you know, his first Premier League game, and he's only been refereeing in the Championship for a little while. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It was just a. It was the sort of tackle in the Championship that a penalty referee might book someone to make a statement for. Um, mm. You know, he's no stranger to correcting. 
uh, yellow cards, and I hope he collects a lot more for Fulham because that means he'll be here for longer. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not. You know, uh, we should really be telling our worldwide audience, Paddy, that Shao Polina is past it. You know, not really worth. Yeah. Spending the money on I don't really know what anyone sees in him, Paddy. Absolutely overrated. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't touch him with a barge ball if <laughs> I was uh, if I was an overseas or indeed anybody. But uh, unfortunately uh, for us, Dan, um, in England, the secret is out. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, we've. Uh, I mean, to be quite honest, I'd rather he went abroad than went to a another Premier League club. Um, but. Uh, no, no. I mean, wonderful. But, I, you know, after getting the booking, and, and to be quite honest, I thought it was a slightly harsh booking, but uh, uh, from where I saw it. But he then goes into an absolute pile driver t- uh, 20 minutes later. Abs- now, he got the ball. So, you know, absolutely no chance of a yellow card, a second yellow. But if he'd just been a millimetre off with his timing, he'd have been off. Uh, but anyway, he Fair dues to him. It, it was turned out to be a great tackle, you know. And, uh, I can and, see the relish on your face. It was a very sort of, if I may say, an industrious Scottish-style challenge. Old, old-fashioned old Scottish tackle it was, yeah. Very much so, yeah. So uh, I'll just wrap up with a couple of uh, concluding points. Um, yeah. Kenny Tete's birthday, Paddy. Give me a minute on Kenny Tete, who's obviously not in the side at the moment because of his groin injury, but he's yeah. a great right back, isn't he? Yes. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, it looked, I was a bit concerned. I think it was last season. There was a little bit of uh, rumours that, uh, that all was not well with his relationship with the club, but uh, whether that was true or not, it's all over now. It's all put, put right now. And I think he's a, I think he's a wonderful player. I, I, I you know, my only um, caveat to that is I want to see Tim Castagna as well because I love I love watching him. They're both very dynamic. I'd say probably Kenny. But you might disagree with me on this, but I think Kenny's a better defender than Castagna is. Um, I think they're both great going forward. They're footballers, aren't they? They're both footballers, and uh, I wish Kenny uh, a very happy birthday, and I hope. Uh, to be wishing him uh, future happy birthdays in Fulham in a Fulham shirt because uh, yeah he's he's a real favourite I I always liked him and uh, you know I'm just glad he's with us and long may it continue and and haste G back get that, uh, yeah, get that injury yeah. done to get that real selection puzzle as to who you might play at right back I mean it's nice yeah. to have that. That, Isn't it? As a, as I mean, horrible for the ma- horrible for the manager, horrible for the guy who gets left on the bench, but great for us, great but for that's the team. Why Marco Silva is a genius? Fifty uh, Premier League wins now for Fulham. Uh, sorry, fifty yeah. wins in total uh, for Fulham and forty nine point five percent win rate. Not too shabby. Um, we're no. going to wrap it up there with my guest, our guest Paddy Barkley. Paddy, wonderful to spend this time with you. Uh, well, any time, Dan. I, I love I've, it. I've really enjoyed it. And we look forward to perhaps discussing some of those four fixtures uh, that we just talked about after the international break with you um, in future. Thank you, Paddy. And come on, you whites.